G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. While we are supposed to love God every single day of our lives, the point of the Sabbath was to also give undivided attention and love and focus to God without the distractions Mm. of the normal daily grind. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. We've been learning about the names that God uses to reveal different facets of his nature, his character and attributes, and it's been fascinating to learn all about the uh, different names and what they all mean and, I guess, the intricacies of that. Today we're going to be uh, learning on the program about another name, and that is Yahweh Makadesh. Yeah, it's a very interesting name, and it's not one that I don't think many people have actually heard of before, Yahweh or Yehovah Makadesh. It only occurs twice in the Bible. The first time is Exodus 31. The second time is in Leviticus 20. The word Kadesh is actually used a lot of times, but as a name, it's actually only used twice. So in Exodus 31, 13, it says, But as for you, speak to the sons of Israel, saying, You shall surely observe my Sabbaths, for this is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, that you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you. So that tells you Mm. that this name means the Lord who sanctifies. Okay, so this command uh, that God gave to his people, it was to make sure that they would observe Sabbaths that he instituted for them because it was actually part of the sanctification progress. Now, the Hebrew word uh, kadesh means to sanctify, to hallow, to dedicate, to make holy and prepare, to consecrate, uh, to appoint or to make purified. Okay, so it's the refining process. Mm. Um, We just call it, you know, sanctification. It's just a theological word, but that's what it is. It's about refining us and transforming us. Now, we know that the Sabbath that we know as the day of rest for the people, and it was for everybody. We've talked about this before, how remarkable this was in the ancient world by comparison to all other cultures. Everybody from the king to the peasant to the animals, Mm. and even you mentioned the land. That's right, yeah. God required everything have rest. The Sabbath was absolutely a day of rest, but the Sabbaths were more than that. They were a time not only to rest, but they were a time to specifically focus on God, knowing him and worshipping him and loving him. And while we are supposed to love God every single day of our lives, the point of uh, the Sabbath was to also give undivided attention and love and focus to God without the distractions mm. of the normal daily grind. Yeah, and I guess that's the thing, isn't it, that the distractions can come in a whole lot of different ways. And even in their situation, they weren't allowed to cook or clean or just do those some of those basic things because they could be as much of a distraction as anything else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's the whole point. If you get rid of every distraction, if everything's already taken care of, and if you know, well, it doesn't matter. If I didn't actually get my, my dinner cooked Yesterday for today, 
then I'm fasting today. (laughs) (laughs) But the point was rest, get your eyes off everything else and give that attention to God. Now, I can remember there was one time I was in Israel and I was having a conversation with an Orthodox Jewish man. His name was Benjamin Philip. Lovely, 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 lovely man from Holland. And we would, he's very open to spending time with Christians, which is quite miraculous considering his family history and, and what his own um, family and ancestors had gone through, particularly in the Holocaust with his dad. There was just this reticence to have anything to do with Christians. And um, when we were having a conversation, he laughed and he said, you know, I know you Gentiles look at us and you think, oh, you Jews, you're just so caught up under the law. He said, let me tell you something, when when the Sabbath comes, when Shabbat comes, I don't turn on my computer, I don't turn on my phone. He said, I don't turn on anything. He said, I spend time with my family. He said, I go to the synagogue. He said, I read God's word and he talks to me. Mm. He said, if that's a law, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I suddenly thought, you know what? There's actually something really wonderful about that. Yeah. Because he actually, it's a deliberate decision to get rid of every distraction and give God my entire focus. Yeah. Why is that a bad thing? Mm, Absolutely. It's a magnificent thing. I think it's wonderful. Now, Leviticus 20 and verse 8 says, you shall keep my statutes and practice them for the, I am the Lord who sanctifies you. So what is this sanctification process? It's not salvation. Salvation is a free gift of God. And it's something that God does with nothing to do with us. We can't earn it. We don't deserve it. We can't work it off. Mm. It's just by grace, isn't it? It's purely by grace. And even the faith to believe, Paul says, and even that is not of myself. Yeah, that's right. Because otherwise I'll boast. (laughs) It's a gift of God. Salvation is 100% a work of God alone. But then after that, the hard work starts. It's a refining process. So what, what what does that mean? How does that refining process happen? Well, first of all, it means trials and struggles mm. because you don't know how to extend grace or mercy or forgiveness or compassion or patience unless you're in a situation where you're required to exercise those things and develop those things in you and respond the way you should. You've got to go through that hard stuff mm. so that all of those godly responses actually yeah. get developed. But there has to be something to draw on in those situ- uh, situations. So what does that mean? Well, if you read was was the prayer that part of the prayer that Jesus prayed in John 17 and it's verses 13 to 18. This is actually really important. Jesus was praying for his disciples shortly before his arrest. He said, "I'm coming to you. This is what he's saying to God. I'm coming to you now, but I say these things while I'm still in the world so that they may have full the full measure of my joy within them. I've given them your word, and the world has hated them." For they're not of the world any more than I'm of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but you protect them from the evil one. They're not of the world even as I'm not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I've sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself that they too may be truly sanctified. Mm. So what's the key here for sanctification? The Word of God. Yeah, clearly. We spend a lot of time, I think, looking for mystical or spiritual experiences, thinking that's how I get close to God. And I'm not going to denigrate any experiences that, that people have, but can I just say this? If you want to be sanctified, if you want to be renewed and transformed, 
You have to get into the word. You have mm. to know what his word says. I heard a, a minister saying one day he was counseling somebody and they'd done all these silly things. And he said, look, but the word says you're not supposed to do that. And the word says you're not supposed to do this. You know, the Bible actually says don't do those things. He said, oh, I didn't know. If I'd known, I wouldn't have done them. And this pastor said, well, that's why you're supposed to read the Word. (laughs) That's right. This is where the transformation Mm. process takes place, this sanctification. And it is a process, though, isn't it? It absolutely is. Whenever I think of the word sanctification, I think of it as being a journey. Like it's that daily feeding on the Word. Joshua talks about, you know, when we meditate day and night, that we will have success. And that's got to be that process just ongoing, you know, day in, day out that brings that sanctification. Well, see, 10 years ago, if I had been in, I don't know, pick a scenario in your head, if I'd been in that 10 years ago, the way I reacted then should be different to the way I react now Mm. because 10 years on, I should be that much more mature in my faith. But then 10 years before that, it would have been even a weaker response because, it's, as you said, it's this journey, this change. So it's not instantaneous change or mm. transformation. It is a process. And Romans 12.2, this is the clincher. It says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. This is how you change your mindset, your understanding. Yeah. This is where you develop maturity. And we're supposed to be transformed by the word of God and not be transformed by the world. And Mm. it's a big thing. We live in a day and age where much of the church is being transformed by the world. It's like, I want so desperately for the world (laughs) to like me, I'm going to adopt a whole lot of things, mindsets, attitudes, mannerisms that the world has, want to look, sound and act like them so they'll like me. We're not supposed to be like the world. If we're like the world, why would the world want to leave and join us? Mm, That's right. It's the transformation, this sanctification process, this Yahweh Makadesh, the God of our sanctification who wants to transform us so that we're no longer like we used to be, so that we're not like the world, but that we're actually more like Him. That's how we're lights and salt in a very dark world. Well, in the next program, we're going to be learning about yet another name of the Lord, and that is Yahweh Shalom. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.